Welcome Seekers. Hi everyone. This is Mina and this is the She Who Is Seeking podcast and I would love to wish you a happy Mayben, a beautiful autumn equinox and I really have been in that feeling of trying to achieve and maintain balance which as we know it balance is not a static thing. It's like a practice like all the good stuff in the world like meditating or any of the other stuff you have to just keep coming back to it and ooh, that was my neck cracking I'm gonna leave it in so I would like to say that I am really excited to be here as always and I hope that you like these little podcasts and today we're going to talk about the authentic self So this one might be like a little shorter, not because I have not a lot to say about the authentic self. I do. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. But as you probably have realized, these podcasts all interweave. So yes, this one might be a little shorter because I'm planning my fall garden and doing a lot of things that are in nature, using my hands, working with the elements, and I just am really feeling called to do that work and I love talking to you but we can do both so I know that you realize that growth is good we all do all the kinds of people that tend to be attracted to me and that I'm attracted to vice versa all my friends etc but yeah we just all have room for more growth I think or I'll speak for myself I have room for growth and I'm going to talk about sort of my experience with that and I think we're all trained from birth to conform and to assimilate and to go with the flow to be quieter and to meet the needs of the masses and to keep our heads down and our mouths shut and to get with the program and most people do and they may never question that there's another option obviously we all do but And there's a good reason why this is the common default. Forgive me if this is old news, I'm sure it is. But literally, we're designed as humans to go with the flow and conform. So it's true that we're just designed to go with the flow and do what we're supposed to do. And if we didn't, then we would be kicked out of the tribe. And that's not fun. So we all just learned how... Oh my gosh, somebody's just walking around with a cat in his hand. That's fun. Okay. Obviously, this week... This week isn't the last one, where it was very punchy, and things kept happening, and also things kept happening this morning. There's lots of phone calls and people at the door and people walking by and all sorts of noises so we're just gonna get through it what is the cost of being all of your truth embodied it's my experience that given the choice we would much rather have the freedom to be our authentic selves but it comes with a cost The price is not something that everybody wants to pay for or even can. 
when we rely on others for our well-being, and pretty much everybody does to some degree, you know, it can be scary to put your needs to live an authentic life at the top of your list. Because what if you get fired or you don't get a raise because your boss doesn't really like you or you're self-employed and no one will buy my services or my products? And I would say, yes, that is a real concern and it's scary. So it comes down again to that thing that so often comes up, which is what is more uncomfortable. So that's my personal barometer for change. It allows me to get closer and closer to honing in on my true desires. And it lets me do it in a way that keeps me from blowing up my life. And it allows me to rather slowly and steadily pivot and refine to be more in line with what I want. And if the answer is it's more uncomfortable to do that than to stay the way you are, then maybe you just aren't at the point where you're really ready to take those changes on. I feel like being a hollow version of yourself and keeping a job that doesn't appreciate the real you or maybe getting the forced opportunity to find a better fit where you can be appreciated for the badass that you are, seems like a better choice. And if you're an entrepreneur, I'd say the same thing applies. Would you rather phase out customers who are not ideal and service a population that lights you up every day? I would. If every customer was your ideal match, would it be worth it? It's things to think about. I'm not generally a time to blow up my life person. I'm a more low and slow, intentional, steady wins the race approach type person. And this is because personally at this point in my life, I have two kids and I'm aware that I live in a capitalist society and we need to eat. So I'm very practical. Also, I'm a Taurus. So it means that no matter how bonkers I am on the one hand, I'm still very practical on the other. But I think sweeping changes in your life can be good. They can. They can be scary, but good. So what happens when we deny ourselves the expression of our true nature? Do we feel the weight of self-sabotage? Probably not. And that's what makes this a dangerous risk to our potential bliss. Because if we continue to live with the good enough version of ourselves, getting by in all the major categories, then what will be the catalyst for change? What would make us sit up and take notice that we're not really in our full truth? The scary thing is probably nothing. And you may have a sneaking suspicion that something is off, that you're just, quote, not that happy for some reason, but you may not be able to put your finger on it and figure out the reason why. So it begs the question, am I living in my full authentic self? Are you? In my quest for the hell yes I am, I've encountered a bit of a process 
and we're all familiar with the basic premise. I needed to make space for the me that I wanted to be. It meant getting rid of some habits that didn't support the me that I wanted to be. That meant shedding behaviors that made me feel like I couldn't take up space. I can take up space and you can too. It meant realizing that the messages that I had assimilated about being too loud were bullshit. When we use our voice to express our needs and desires, we are connected to our power. But you know who thinks you're too loud? Only the people who think that their voice is more important than yours. People that want to control you. And a good deal of those that fit the description happen to be partial to the importance of the male voice over that of the femme, usually. Not always, but I've definitely noticed that to be true. I have either had... This is a digression, but you know, every single episode has had at least one. Um, Every time I've experienced it, it has been a man trying to tell me that I'm too loud. And it's because I was not going along with their plan. So I don't know. Think about that. Yeah, but I say screw that. I think balanced and connected men don't feel the need to quiet women or to quiet the oppressed. So you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. So that mini rant is over. I'm a little punchy right now. So back to it. Making space is so vital to having the room to bring in something new. When we make space, We allow for those new things to come in. In fact, we don't even really have to try. It's just that space is like a vacuum and pulls the new in. So that can mean clearing out the people who make you feel too nervous to be yourself. And I hear from a lot of people who've grown into newer and more authentic versions of themselves who have friends from the past who think would judge them critically for who they've become and they may be wrong or they may be right the only way to know is to begin to show them that true you it may take them a while to come around to seeing that you're not a completely different person just a more fully realized version of yourself It may make them feel threatened and maybe you were right. Or perhaps it may make them feel inspired and brave so that they can step into their own blossoming and blooming. You may be modeling this gift of your new true self and become an inspiration for them to do the same. Either way, this outcome is beautiful and perfect. On the one hand, you step even more firmly into being the brave, bold, beautiful you that you've inspired others to do the same. Or you've given the people in your life the opportunity to show you that they do not have your best interest at heart and they're more concerned with the idea of who they think you are than your true you. And I'm under no false illusion 
that this is 100% easy. I know it isn't because I have been there. But personally, I would rather not be actively involved in a relationship, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship or just family's family. But you don't have to interact with family members that are dragging you down all the time. You can put up boundaries where they know that that kind of behavior is not welcome. A little bit of a digression, I'm sorry. But I think that you can't be involved in a relationship that makes you feel that way. If they don't like the true me for who I am and who I'm growing into, to me, that's good information. In my estimation, that is the most important information because they are showing you how they feel about you and how they feel about allowing you to be your most happy you or preferring their own comfort about who they think you are. I have faith in you to live the life the way that you want to. And I came up with some ideas for pondering while you lay under a tree, or you can use them as journal prompts. Are you ready? What one thing can you do to feel more in alignment with your authentic self? My process is to know who that is. So that is the most important step because you have to be really clear on what that version of you is and also what it's not. Who do I want to be and how do I want to run my life? what things are important, what needs to be shed in order to get in touch with that best version of yourself, what feels true to others about you, but does not feel authentic to the newest reboot of you, what triggering things keep popping up to give you the opportunity to dive deeper and So you may notice that you keep having the same kind of opportunities coming to you over and over again about either, like I said, triggering situations or just annoying and irritating life situations. And I feel like these are something that you can use as a portal to deeper investigation. And again, this is very much an opportunity for you to isolate those patterns that you can then decode because if you can get to the bottom of what these lessons are trying to teach you, then you can call it good enough and the universe will stop giving you that same thing and give you some fun new task (laughs) to master. When we decode all that old programming and delete the stuff that's just not relevant anymore, And this is like going to be like a big, huge technology computer thing. What is it called? See, my brain's not working. Uh, Metaphor. Here we go. This is going to be a very like the matrix metaphor. You don't have to delete the hard drive completely, but you do have to make updates and do patches and remove all the bugs. I don't feel it's helpful to delete everything. Especially because that is denying where you came from and this journey that you have been on. 
But to me, it's more about updating that outdated technology so you don't have to bring it with you every day. I still personally have some old cameras and I have, I think, my old sidekick somewhere. Probably you're too young to see know what that is. But I loved having a sidekick because I could type on it without having to look. And it's probably good I didn't have that anymore because I would answer messages at stop signs and stuff. Anyway, if you make an update to the technology, then you're just bringing what you need with you, which really is like helping you to run your life. And you can just put all that old stuff in a box on a shelf. I think you'll be a lot better off. So this was a very, very short one, I do have to say. Mainly it's because I want to go garden and be in touch with my green witch self outside, even though it's hot. I'm just really feeling the need to do it. So I would love to hear from you and I would love to know what's going on with you and whether or not you are going to do any of those journal prompts, whether or not you feel like you are already in a hundred percent your best authentic self, etc. And the she who is seeking hotline is area code 657-333-4640. Actually, that doesn't sound right. Is that right? It must be right. That'd be funny if it wasn't. In fact, I'm going to check it. But while I'm double checking that, I would like to also remind you that you can find me over at she who is seeking on Instagram and also she who is seeking.com. So you could find me in all those places and the beautiful song as always is called snake river and it's by siren in the sea. And I'm double checking that phone number. I knew it wasn't right. Okay. It's 657-335-4640. Oh my gosh. I think I've been saying it wrong the past two episodes. Oh no. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So actually that would explain some stuff. (laughs) I'm not sure if I did it right or wrong. I'm gonna have to go look. Um, But I can't thank you enough for listening. And hopefully I like kept you company on the way to go get your cute little coffee shop place coffee or to go take a hike or whatever it was. I'd love to know like where you listen to this. That'd be fun. Um, Yeah, so please stay in touch with your magic until next time. And I hope you do something amazing that feels fulfilling and enchanting every single day because you deserve to live a life that feels sweet and spacious and magical. And I'm sending you so much love. And once again, that phone number is area code 657 three three five four six four zero which is it spells out okay seeking zero so if people 
the people who did call, like they went by that and not the number that I said, apparently, because I'm a ding dong. Okay. Love you. Talk to you next time. Go do gardening or take a walk or do something. Okay. Bye. Okay. So my friend Corey got here and I was playing the part about how my phone number was wrong on the past two episodes and we had a good laugh and we thought it was really funny and Corey reminded me that there's like six planets in retrograde right now. Corey, what do you have to say about that? Uh, no one can communicate right now. Mercury, it's a rough retrograde and Uranus, Uranus in retrograde is also going to be very affecting. No blame can be put. It's the stars. <laughs> okay, you heard it here. It's the stars. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs>